and we are live for everybody. Let me send out some invites to see if anybody wants to hop on and chat with us, um, listen to it live. Maybe they'll jump on and ask a few questions. Let's see. How you doing tonight, bro? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, had, just got a pizza with my wife and with my daughter. You know, sitting back now. She's she took over the TV completely. She's uh she's very into Bluey. That's her favorite show, which is crazy. You know, because you know the YouTube TV. <laughs> did you hear about what they did? The YouTube TV. No, bro. I see. I seen you tweet about that. Listen, earlier. I, was, I, was, listen, I don't even know what that is. Listen, YouTube. So YouTube TV. That's like the TV streaming service. You know, it's either that. They got that yep. Hulu, DirecTV, Sling, and all that. So I had YouTube TV, and apparently they didn't. Uh, they tried to get a deal in place with ESPN and Disney, and they couldn't get it done. They couldn't get the deal done. So they took Disney, ESPN, FX, Freeform, all that is taken off of YouTube TV. <laughs> so I wake up Whoa. this morning and cut the TV on. You know, to put, you know, about to put Bluey on for my daughter, and it's like completely gone. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> I gotta fix this. <laughs> so yeah, no yeah, way. It was, it was a rough morning. You know, I've I had to use YouTube TV a few times during the season because um, they have Big Ten Network, and that's like one of the only things, only places I could watch uh, some of the Ohio State games because I don't know why they throw a few games on Big Ten Network, and nobody got Big Ten Network, bro. So. YouTube, YouTube TV. I jump on there, get a free trial for like two days, watch my game, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the dream right there. That's what a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it, man. I'm like, there's literally no other option for me to watch my damn game, and I can't figure out how to stream it anywhere else. So I'm like, YouTube TV subscription. I, I don't know how many times I've put in like a credit card or something for like a two day a trial on there, but it did hit me. You forget it. You forget it for like two days, bro. They want you to forget it because they're going to hit your card for like $50 a month. So. It's true. Yeah. And once you get that 50 in, it's like, well, I'm out ride it out for the month. Now. Yeah. <laughs> ride this month out. yeah. Most will let you like cancel it and then boom, it'll, it'll let you ride it out. But man, YouTube TV is like, if you cancel it now, you lose everything. I'm like, well, fuck man, maybe I will just ride it out and let it play for the, for the month. Yeah, at least you got something. At least you know on your phone. Or if you out in the body, you can just be like, "Oh, I got it right here on the phone." Exactly. You know what? I I try to reach out to so many um former players, right? So I don't want to be the guy that hops on, does a podcast all by himself. I want to get on here and talk to somebody, bro. You know, I don't want to be like trying to figure out what I'm saying or who I'm going to talk to. I try to find either a current. I've not talked to any current guys yet, but uh former. I don't know. You you probably know who Doug Worthington is. I got on here with him. Chris Fields has done it with me. Mm-hmm. Even um, Jonathan Wells. Yeah. You know who Jonathan Wells is? He he, he played no. running back at Ohio State back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I got huh. the, yeah, the episode I did with him, like jo- um, Jonathan. That, that, that episode was a little different, man. I mean, Doug was very easy to talk to. So was Chris Fields because I, t- I talk to them pretty often. But, man, Jonathan Wells came in here with fire, man. <laughs> oh, I got I to gotta live up to the hype then. I got to beat him, huh? No, man, don't do that. Don't do what he did. He, he, was very, <laughs> he was a little aggressive. I mean, I respect the guy. I would definitely talk to him again, but he was very – he was very forward with everything he was saying. <laughs> I need to go check that episode out, dude. <laughs> it's on there, man. I feel like I'm missing out on something. 
<laughs> if you if you go listen to it after we're done talking, it's about a little over 30 minutes, man. You go on there, listen to the first 15 minutes of it, you'll be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go check it out for sure. I gotta see for myself. Man, yeah. So I I originally had um uh Travis Howard lined up to get on here. I talked to him yesterday. Um Ooh, um, I, it's hard to it's it's hard to stay in contact with you guys. I mean, it's uh, sometimes you guys will reply, sometimes you won't. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if me and him are still gonna get an episode in soon. But I know that me and him, uh, or I mean, mostly him, we have a lot of like uh, points to talk about. Because on Twitter, you guys are mainly on Twitter, so I see the tweets and stuff that you guys tweet out. And um, one of the main things I wanted to talk to him about was like the whole like transfer portal situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, he was he was very vocal on that one, and I and I was reading it. I said I agree with him wholeheartedly. It is it's getting ridiculous. Like, like I don't. I mean, like I the, the transfer portal is, is really just a gift and a curse, you know. For for some guys, like I see the good in it. Like you control your destiny. Like if you obviously if you choose a college and it's not working out then, you know, you, you got the right to leave and find a new place, you know, because you need to the, – the ultimate objective is to get on the field, to get some film so you can try to make it to that next level. And if you're not getting that at your college, then, I mean, obviously you want to leave and, you know, start over. So I get that part. But what Trav is saying, like, I see it from his his perspective as well. It's like, it's like man, y'all, like, y'all just come, and if stuff ain't going right just for a little bit, like, you transfer, like, for example, the the one, the, the Ryan Watts, like, he was at the beginning, the first game of the season, this man was starting, like, he was the starting corner, like, I, so I don't, I don't know what happened from that game to the end of the season that made him fall in the depth chart, but I would imagine that it couldn't have been that bad. You were, you literally started the season off as a starting corner, so that lets me know that you, like, was pretty good. So I don't understand why you don't stay and like you got all the spring ball to try to fight for your spot and try to get the number one spot. Why I leave now? Like you was that close to like being a starter. You actually have some starting experience, and now you deciding to just jump ship. So I it's some that somewhere right. Like I it's like they the competition is like non-existent. Like if I ain't starting, I ain't gonna fight for it. I'm just gonna go ahead and go somewhere else and try to get it there. And it's like. When you get to the league, that's all it is, is competition. Like, you got to literally fight every single day. Unless you like a first-round pick, you got to fight, scratch, and claw every single day to try to stay on the 53-man roster. So, that is, it's doing them kind of a disservice to do that at this age. Well, even even the practice squad, too. I mean, you're fighting to stay on a practice squad. Yeah, you got to you gotta go. You on practice squad, you better make some plays. You better at least make – two plays a day or something like that or be in some good position and show that you, you know, that you are capable of playing on this level because they definitely, that their practice squad is like a role, is a revolving door. You see people come in for a week and you see them gone the next and that, and that is real cutthroat on the P squad. So yeah, they, yeah, I, I, that transfer portal thing is kind of, it's kind of wishy-washy. I, I like, I, I see the good in it, but I see the bad in it as well. Well, I mean, like, like you said, Ryan Watts, I mean, I mean, if you didn't, if he didn't think he had like a chance this season, next season it's going to be like an even greater opportunity for him, right? Because you got Seven Banks who's probably leaving, and I don't know what happened with Seven Banks this year, man. I was thinking he was going to be the guy, the number one guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but even kids like Ryan Watts, they would have had a much greater chance to make the make the starting like be be a starter. Considering we didn't even get Elias Ricks, I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it, it, it was kind of lined up for him. That's why it's kind of shocking to see that he like he jumped ship like that. I mean, he must have really like got himself in the doghouse or something with the coaching staff or I don't know like that. It makes no sense that, like I say, he showed great potential. I mean, in the Minnesota game, he was pretty, I ain't say he was the best thing, but he was decent. He definitely, he made some plays. Like, I don't understand. And yeah, like with the, with the way that this shook out, you know, they didn't get nobody in the transfer portal. They lost a, one of their best recruits at corner to Texas. So it's like, like y'all basically stuck with the same, key guys for next season so i don't like if you right there in the rotation why don't you just fight for it i mean it's not like they that much better than you you know all it takes is a, a off season and a, a year of developing and watching film and getting smarter to really get yourself on the field unless unless one of these uh true freshman guys that we got coming in come out and just make a name for themselves right away which is not likely you know because it, it doesn't happen very often but it could happen no, it, de- it definitely could, but I, it, it's it's highly unlikely. I mean, and it's the thing is the thing that's really it kind of pisses me off a little bit is that Ohio State is known as you know BIA and DBU. Like some people argue that we DBU, and it's like the last couple of years it's been like what what happened to the DB play? Like what's going on? Like why are we not looking dominant as we once was? And and to see people transferring out of the program like like this is. Like, at a point in time, this was the best you was going to get. Like, <laughs> you wanted to come here because you've seen all these DBs going first round on either corner or safety going first round, and you see them go to the next level, and you see them excel on the next level. So, obviously, they take great coaching, and they got developed correctly here. So, I don't understand why you would shy away from that. Like, like do you do you want the easier path? Is it too tough for you, or is it – I don't know. Like, that's the question that I'm trying to figure out. <clears throat> That's kind of it's kind of like I don't know if, how you feel about the situation, like where the number two overall player in the country, cornerback that went to ja- what Jackson State, is it? Um, what like, yeah. what is your opinion on that? Like my opinion, good for the kid, but he don't even get to be seen on like on the national stage picking us picking at school like that, you know? Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those things that he might open the door for. You know, it's. I mean, obviously, he's getting trained. His coach is Deion Sanders, who Deion is. The, if you ask any DB in the world who is the best DB of all time, everybody would unanimously say Deion Sanders. So, I mean, he's getting he's getting coached mm-hmm. by one of the probably the best to ever do it. So, I think that plays a huge part in it. I I don't know how they're gonna. See, that's the thing. I don't know how NFLs will view it because you know it's the competition that he'll be playing won't be you know, like the Alabama competitions and the Ohio State competitions and stuff like that. So that's the part that I want to see. But if if, I tell you what, if he manages to have a great career and then goes like first round in the draft and end up having a successful career in the NFL, he will open up a floodgate for HBCUs for sure. And then kids will really start to go. I think Deion will really get some top recruits then if he can show that, you know, you don't need to be at – these big name schools to still go first round. I mean, we air is very, there's a bunch of examples that we hear all the time about, you know, people from the Mac going and going from small schools and still going first round and being successful in NFL. But I don't really hear too much about no HBCU. So this would definitely be like an experiment. Yeah. I mean, those schools are much smaller schools and you watch their bowl games and I don't even know what it was called. Was that even a bowl game? I don't even, I don't know what those are, but, uh, they got smacked today, dude. <laughs> they got smacked by a team that like had six wins. They were undefeated. 
<laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, then the dude hit the Deion Sanders dance <laughs> in the info. Oh man, yeah, it, it is. Like I say, it's gonna be interesting. This is he either gonna make a. This either gonna be a great thing for him, and he gonna really open up something for the rest of the world, or it's gonna fail miserably, and, and that's what it is. You know, I, I watch a lot of these uh, bowl games. I, I wonder, I'm like, how, where did they come up with, like, these matchups? Like, we got 13th ranked, 13th ranked uh, BYU facing unranked uh, whatever they – whoever they play today. And I'm like, how did they – where did they come up with this? But then I watch the games. I'm like, well, they know something I don't know because they lost. BYU lost. So, I don't know how they match these teams up in these bowl games because, like, it looks like, oh, BYU is going to smash UAB. No, nah, it's not even the case. I don't know where that comes from, man. Yeah, they do a great job of doing that. I mean, you know, a lot of the times, I mean, it's not it's not often that you watch a bowl game and then one team just completely destroys the other one. I mean, it does happen. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't happen as often as you think. And I, I as much as we criticize the CFP for they they ranking sometimes, they be they sometimes be getting it correct. So I'd be interested to watch some of these bowl games too, to be because I be I be thinking to myself like, all right, this is such and such. They they should definitely run over them. And then it just doesn't go that way. So it'd be like, man, like, <laughs> like, wow, they really do know some stuff and I need to stop criticizing them so much, I guess. All right. Well, let's go back in time a little bit, man. What, what year you committed to Ohio State when? 2011 or 12? I think I committed in 11. I think it was Jan- no, July. It was, man, I want to say it was June 1st, the 2011. And you, you were a true, what, you were a true freshman in 2012, right? Yes. So did you did you what was your playing time like back in 2012? Did you see the field a lot? No, 2012. My my true freshman year, I read right here. All right. It, it was, yeah, it was one of those weird things too cuz it was like for a long time they had no idea if I was going to play or if I was going to red shirt. And it was like we got to like I don't know, like game 3 or 4 and they was like, you know what, we just going to save you for one more year. We're going to save you this year. And I remember Cause I was on, I was like a backup on special teams, and I remember they was putting all the players in, like the backups in. And I remember going up to Coach Meyer, like, you know, what what's the problem? Like, why didn't you put me in? And it was, he was like, you reassured, and he said, I'm saving you for a year. You, you reassured, just keep working and keep developing yourself, and you'll be you'll be good next year. And I remember when he told me that, you know, at, at first I was heartbroken because, you know, as a player, you just want to play. Like, I want to get out there on the field. I don't care if it's real, if it's uh, special teams or not. I just want to play. And then I realized, like, talking to the older older vets, you know, they was like, no, nah, it's a good thing, bro. You need to really do this because you go definitely take off. I, it was cool to see, like, my peers see the potential in me at such a young age. Like, they was like, yeah, you definitely going to be pretty uh, a good player here. And that was kind of cool. They weren't wrong, bro. You were, you're honestly one of the best. Like they say, DBU, bro, you're one of the best to play at Ohio State for sure. I appreciate um, that. 2012, your first year, which was – Year after, first year for Urban Meyer. Um, a year after Tattoo Gate. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was it? Was it a weird season in twenty twelve? Being it like the year right after all that happens. Like, what is it like playing at Ohio State? Like a year after all of that stuff. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you, it, no, you didn't know what to expect. I mean, it was. It was kind of like I would imagine it would be something kind of like how the Jacksonville Jaguars felt being under Coach Meyer. You know, you come in, he comes in, 
Now, for me, it's all I know because you got to remember, this is my first year. So when he came in and did what he was doing, to me, I'm thinking, okay, this is just how college is. Like, this is how workouts is. This is how, you know, you talk with coaches and stuff like that. This is how these is those hard conversations that you get. But the players that's been there, it's like, no, they ain't nothing like right. This is totally different. It was nothing like this. Like, this is like a complete change of what, you know, Tress had going on. So I'm like, okay, so I'm listening to how how Tress did it and I'm watching how Urban do it. And I'm like, okay, I see like the 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 push and pull that these players is getting because it's like a dilemma. It's like, man, like it used to be to be not like this at all. And then, you know, now our whole culture is being changed. And you know, when you when you People don't like change. That's one thing that people do not like. You, people respond negatively to change all the time. And I think that's kind of where it was at. And it wasn't until the Michigan State game in 2012. That's where the season kind of took the turn. Because I remember playing. I can't remember who we played. I want to say it was. Was it UAB? I think we was, we was losing to somebody. might have been. Was it Miami? Or it was somebody we was losing to that we wasn't supposed to be losing to. We was only up by like a touchdown at halftime or something. And it was just, you know, yeah, about 2012, right? I can't remember who we played, but it was somebody that we wasn't supposed to be in the game when we were. I feel like it was UAB. Um, maybe Central Florida or UAB. It was, I mean, UAB, we only beat 29 to 15, so it was probably UAB. All right, so it was UAB. <laughs> all right, so yeah, it was UAB. <laughs> So, all right, so up until that game, because after that, we played Michigan State, correct? Correct, yes. Okay, yeah, so, so up until that game, it was a whole bunch of push and pull in the program. It was a whole bunch of, like, people still not buying in to what Coach Meyer is trying to say, though, you know, because, like I say, it's just totally different. I mean, people, you you listen, you do what you do, but, you know, you're not fully invested into it. It wasn't until that Michigan State game where everybody just kind of was like, you know what? Let's just let's just try. Let's just go ahead and let's just be all in on it. And I think that's where you started to see, you know, people starting to rise up to the occasion. And now you're seeing Ohio State playing good ball and being able to go out there and win every game. I think that was like the number one thing. It was like they they developed the mentality that they refused to lose. Like no matter who it was, they was going to find a way to win the game. It might have not been pretty, but they was going to find a way to win that game. And I, that that's I think Michigan State was the turning point of that season. What was your um? What was your relationship with Coach Coach Meyer? Was it a good relationship? See now, now this is funny. It's, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. Now, I personally had the I've had the honor of being on both sides of the fence. I've been in the doghouse with Coach Meyer, and then I've been on Coach Meyer's good side. Now, when you're in the doghouse with Coach Meyer, you know, he's he's very – uh he lets you know right away that, you know, you're not really wanted here. You know, it's you walk, you literally say, what's up, Coach? You see him in the hallway, what up, Coach? He'll walk right past you and act like he don't even acknowledge you. Like, you ain't say nothing to him. So you're like, okay. Damn. My, yeah, it was <laughs> – it was like that. It was like, man, it's cold-blooded, right? So, uh, you know, that that's how you know, part of my freshman season went. You know, my freshman year was kind of like that, where it was like, okay. Because in his eyes, if you're not doing nothing for him to help help this team win, like, why are you here? That's kind of like the way he looked at it. So, mm-hmm. me being reassured, that's kind of how he probably viewed me. Like, okay, you, what are you like? Why are you, what are you going to do to help this team? 
So I remember for a long time, that's that was kind of what I was trying to figure out, like how what what can I do to help this team be better? Like what's my role on this team? That's kind of what I spent my freshman uh, year doing. Man, you know, you progress and, you know, after your freshman year, you know, you start making a couple plays. <laughs> you start making a couple plays and you get all these good graces. Then he sits down. Then, then you, know, you go from that, you go from him not talking to you, walking past you, to him sitting down at your lunch table and holding conversations with you. You know, not, and it ain't even football related. It's like life related. You know, he's asking about your family, how's everybody doing, and you really get to know him. So I got, like I said, I got to know both sides of the fences of Coach Meyer. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like he, you warm up to him a little bit, right? You grow on him. You, he gets to know you a little bit. You make some plays for him, and you he, you open his eyes a little bit. Like, all right, I like this guy. <laughs> He's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like he he kind of tests you a little bit. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like how you going to respond to what he what he's selling. It's like – you know, for a while, it was like, man, who is this dude? Like, <laughs> like yeah, you might be Coach Byron, but who you think I? Who you think this is? So, I, so I definitely had some of that attitude too. But then I just like I understood what it what he was coming from. Like, like I would if, if you just here to just have a scholarship to take up a scholarship, then that's you pointless type thing. I get that. Like, I, I understood that. So it made me level up my my uh my playing. And maybe we become a better player, and then we end up building a better relationship. Well, that's great and all. And then, and then like 2012, weird season. You know, Coach Meyer, first year, like we said, um, not even bowl eligible. What the hell was that? I don't know what the mentality was like in the locker room for that. We just wanted to, the, the, the key thing or the phrase for the whole season was to win as many games as possible for the seniors that's literally every that's all we talked about we're going to win as many games as possible for the seniors because we need to make sure they know they won't be able to go to a bowl so we need to send them out right and fortunately enough we was in there able to go 12 and up so we sent them we sent them out fantastic even though they didn't get the bowl game that's true um Okay, let's fast forward a little bit. 2013, you start making all the plays in 2013, right? We we played some crazy <laughs> teams, man. We opened the season against Buffalo, Khalil Mack, bro. Khalil Mack whooped our ass in that game, man. He had a great game. Mm, he did. No, he really did. You know what? And the funny thing is, so after after uh, we played that year, I think it was like our, our tours, our last, like the end of our careers at Ohio State, I ended up asking Taylor one day, like, Taylor, like, who – who is the best defense end that you ever went against? And he said, oh, hands down, it's Khalil Mack. <laughs> he said, Tyrus, that dude was special. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, Tyrus. That, that's, he was the first person I ever seen that I was like, man, this this dude might got the best of me today. <laughs> and I was like, wow, to hear TD say that, because TD was really like a really good tackle for us. So it was like – like man, Taylor, he was like that good. He's like, yeah. So that's when I had the, all the respect for Khalil Mack. <laughs> Let me ask you this: in in college, you know, in the NFL, you make your first crazy play, you get your first interception, you want to keep the ball. Is it the same way like that in college? You get an interception, you want to keep the ball? No, no. Well, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. Cause see, my first my first interception was in a was in an Iowa game, and I didn't even. I, I don't even know where that ball is. They probably got that. Now, when you get to the league, you go keep every last one of them. Now, I, 
And in college, I did keep the two big ones that I made for sure. I kept them, but some of them other interceptions, they you know, that don't really mean they're not near and dear to your heart like that. <laughs> yeah, no, an Iowa random Iowa interception. I don't even know who played quarterback at I what, Jay Gruden. Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. <laughs> it's not near and dear to your heart, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the two big ones I made, you best believe I kept them. Well, let's let's talk about the first one, man. Look, so if I was to ask you, in your opinion, if I was to ask you, what do you think the play I'm thinking of when it comes to you? Which interception is it? Is it the one against Alabama or is it the one against the team up north? Which one do you think I'm thinking of that I think is the biggest play or my favorite play? Probably the team Thanks, up bro. north. Look, Alabama one was great. But it was more or less, more or less like, damn, it's finally over. They ain't got no chance. But the team up north, man, that's <laughs> that game right there, man. I, I, I watched so many games, and out of all the ones that were close, close, when a team tries to go for two, bro, you freak out, man. Nobody, nobody wants to see a team try to just win, win the game on a two point conversion. So, when you made that play, bro, that was probably one of the best games I ever watched. Well, it was because it was such a. I think the reason that made it so special for everybody that was that watched it, like, like, like if you just say it to somebody, you know, it don't seem that big time. Like it's. It is what it is. But if it was you was watching it, you was at the game and you was invested in the game, even if you was to go back today and watch the game, it was just such a they had a lot of momentum that whole game. Like it was they came out that game and they was firing like they was <laughs> they, they was playing like they had nothing to lose. Right. So it was it was like a real rivalry game. Like I think they jumped up like 14-0 or 14-7 on us. And I think they was leading quite a bit of the game. And then when we ended up coming back in the second half and ended up taking the lead. And then they ended up driving down at the last <laughs> last like possession and ended up scoring. And it's like they got all the momentum. So it's like fate tells us that it should kind of go their way like you know they this is a dangerous team you know they ain't got nothing to play for they can care less so it is what it is so that's what i think why i made it such a big play because it was like man like it was it seemed like they was going to win that game like they was gonna find a way to like pull it off in the end win that game for me to step up and make a play like that at they place, <laughs> well, yeah, it was it was big time. It was, it was a big shout out to. What, what was it like? Yeah, what was it like for you though? Like, were you like, were you watching the quarterbacks like, the entire time? Like, like this dude's gonna throw my way. Did you in your mind? You're like, I'm making this play, or you were you nervous? Like, what were what was the emotions for you? Well, the emotion for me was <laughs> don't throw my way. Weird. No, it was <laughs> no, it was kind of like for me at that age, it was like. It's not gonna be my fault. Like I, we we literally went over this play in practice, and they literally said that this was the only two point two point play that they had on film. So, if they come out and run this, this is the play that they're going to run, and this is what you have to do. So to me, it was like it was when they came out in the formation and they they did the shift, and we called timeout. And we went to that sideline, and Coach Cone said, "Type you, you know what play coming." We literally went over and practice. It was literally like an open book test. Like it was to me, it was like they literally you got the answer right there in front of you. You know exactly what they're gonna do. Just make the play. Like just do it. <laughs> and we come out of the timeout, and they run it. They run the same play again, and I'm just like, "This really is. Oh, you really is about to do it." <laughs> I was like. <laughs> You really, so you see it, you see the routes being ran and you step towards where you're supposed to go 
And then when I looked and seen that he was throwing it, I said, oh, he really did it. Like, oh, this is this is really happening right now. Boom. I make the play, and then that's that. Everybody lays down on the ground. You're just laying there like, oh, man, I just made the best play <laughs> in Ohio State history. <laughs> I made myself on the ESPN Classics. <laughs> it's going to be a classic forever, man. Anytime they, they 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 draw up a little film for the game or whatever, you're going to be in that film, man. Every time for the rest of, for the rest of everybody's lives, man. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. I'm glad that I'll be remembered. You know, so when my daughter gets older, I can I can take her inside the Woody and say, "Look, check this out. Look at your dad." <laughs> I think that I think now that I'm older, that's what I appreciate the most. It's like, man, like my kid can come here and, and like learn and see her dad like was actually a decent player. You know, a pretty decent player. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not like you were just a made one play your entire career and that's it, man. You were making plays all career, man. Twenty twenty uh twenty fourteen, you were making plays like crazy. You were a little older, a little more mature, probably. So you were getting an interception almost every other game. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I ended up. Doing, I guess I had a pretty decent career, though. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, it's one of those things. I really don't look back and reflect on it too much now. You know, it's all, I always back then it was always, and I mean, I'm still like that today, where it's just like I'm so focused on moving forward that I don't really. And my mother tells me that. So you need to start. You need to start giving yourself some praise. And I was like, I don't even really look back on what I did. I'm just so busy looking forward. Did did uh did you get drafted, bro? No, I went undrafted to the Seahawks. Seahawks. Did you play? Were you on the? Uh, were, did you play with them? Uh, were you on their team the entire year? or What happened there? I was. Can you believe that? I defeated the odds. I went undrafted hey. to to the LOB of all places, the, the Legion of Boom, the best secondary in the NFL. And I ended up making the fifty three man roster and played and being there for the whole season. So yeah, it was. It was defeat. It was overcoming the odds. Definitely was overcoming some odds. <laughs> Man, I mean, but you, you played there for the season, bro. But you were, can you? What? What's all the teams that you were on? Who? Who all picked you up? Yeah, how long you got? <laughs> hey, man, how long you got? Like, let's see. I think I played on what eight, eight team. Hold on, let me see. We went to Seattle. We went from Seattle to the Browns, from the Browns to the Colts. From the Colts to San Fran, San Fran to the Jets, the Jets back to San Fran. That don't count, though. Jets. Uh, then I went to Houston <laughs> for a uh, training camp. Then I did, I went to Dallas for the preseason. And then I went to Denver. So eight teams. I went eight teams. Damn, man! Damn, I got to see a lot. I've seen a lot of a lot of organizations, a lot of cities. <laughs> it was it was it was it was an emotional roller coaster. My NFL career was like an emotional roller coaster. Man, I I see you on Twitter all the time. I see you with the Browns, all these uh, COVID stuff coming up. You're ready to lace it up, man. Man, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I go out there and let, that's the thing, though. Like, I, I, I say that I go out there and lace it up. Like, I would be effective, though. Like, I would literally be pretty good. Like, I'd be like, man, he actually is good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I've been studying. I'd, I love to see that, bro. Yeah, I've been studying this thing for a long time. Like, I think now where I'm at in my career is that, you know, it's, 
I'm I'm so much wiser. Like I understand the game of football a lot better than I did. Plus, I understand the playbook a lot better than I did when I was younger. Like when I was young, when I was a rookie and stuff, it was just pure athleticism. You know, just you know, try to try to get some keys and try to hopefully make a play when it comes. But now, like I literally can analyze the whole formation and be like, okay. I've been in this game long enough. I know what they about to do. Let me just put myself in that position. So if they throw it to my dude, boom, I already probably know what you're going to run. So I'm going to run the route for you. And boom, you're going to throw the ball. That's that's where I'm at now. It's much of a – it's more of an upgrade. Yep. Let me ask you one more thing. If 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 they uh, – if the XFL comes back and they give you a call or, or another league calls you any day, you're going to accept that call regardless, right? I don't know. No? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's funny that you bring it up. I really don't know. I, I think I had to be put in that position. Like, do I still go out? Do I lift every day? Absolutely. Is my, am I in shape? Absolutely. I still do. I drill. Yes. I still hit the field. I still drill. I still do everything. And it's like, like, I don't know. Like I, for some odd reason to me, oh. to me, like my, my biggest, my biggest fear is that I'll never, get a chance to show the world how good I actually am. Like that's, I don't want to miss out on that opportunity, but also it's like, I got a family now. Like I got a daughter now. I got, I got a kid on the way. And it's like, do I really want to be out of their life like that? Like I, is my dream worth like, missing out on my kids life that's kind of where i'm at and it's it's it's, it's i don't know I, i'm teetering with it i have no idea yeah that's a good point man i never look at it like that i feel like i thought everybody would be like yeah i'm ready but then when you put it in that perspective it's more or less yep no i see what you're saying if when it was when it was just me like it was just me and my 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 girl before she came my wife <laughs> it, it was like oh i'm going home and everything like this football i'm there but now, like, now that you, once you have a family and you have kids and it's like, dang, do I want to miss, like, it, like, like, for example, I, I went to, I went to the CFL for preseason, which that right there, I, that it, it kind of makes me upset to even talk about, but <laughs> I, I went to, but I went to the CFL for preseason or for training camp, I should say. And I ended up missing my daughter's first birthday and I also mm. missed her taking her first steps. And I remember like my, my wife sends me the video and I'm like, wow, she's really walking. And I was like, man, I really wasn't there. And I felt some kind of way, like, and it made me start thinking like, man, is this really worth it? Like, is it worth not being in my kid's life and missing all these important things? Cause that's huge. Like your, your kid's first birthday, your kid's first steps. Like when you look back on it, you want to be like, yeah, I remember when you took your first steps, I was there and we cheered and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I can't say that to her. Like, and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's selfish. It makes me feel like I'm selfish that I missed out on that. You know, but she might she might grow up and look at it a totally different way. You know, she might look at it as like, damn, dad was beast. She might look like you're, you're a football player. So you want maybe you want her to like football and shit. I'm sure like, yeah, like a little bit of football. Right. But she grows up. She might be like, yeah, my dad played in Ohio State. Yeah, my dad was a beast. So like talking to all her friends and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I will hope that's what she say. <laughs> I will hope that's what she say, but. I guess I don't know. Like I said, the opportunity has to come, and I, I will have to see how. I would, for I would have to run it over with the lieutenant, my wife. Yep. <laughs> I would run that over with the lieutenant. Like I said, if it was just me, I could make those decisions. But 
when now when you have a family, you got to you have to have a family meeting and, and talk it out and weigh the pros and cons and see if it's worth it or not. So yeah. Nah, if it's, but right, if it was well, the NFL, like that's totally different. Like it's, <laughs> if it was the NFL, I'm like, listen to me, I'm going out there and I don't care what you say. Dog, that's funny. Um, you wanna you wanna take some calls real quick, see what some people got to say? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what Marlon got to say. Marlon likes to listen, and he hops on. He's talked to me, Doug. He talked to Jonathan Wells with us last uh, last week. So let's see what he got to say. All right, Marlon, what's going on, bro? You got to unmute your mic. Yo, what's up, Anthony? What's up, man? Hey, man, I see you growing, man. This is this is this is exciting, man. I'm I'm definitely excited for your success, man. You know, to be able to get. Um, these guests on here, this this podcast, man, this is this is dope. This is absolutely dope. So, hey, hey, I I I I say it's all on the uh, the guests, like Tyvis, man. You got to be as humble as a person, like Tyvis is, and the other guys that I get on here, man. Because if they're not as humble as they are, they're not going to do it. But Tyvis is one of the most humble people. So I knew he. I down. I see, I see. How you doing, Tyvis, man? This this is probably the best one so far, man. Tyvis is like just real. It's like my whole life right now. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate you know what i'm glad i'm glad you chose that word i was telling i was telling my wife the other day actually and this is this is hopefully i will have to say this for a long time but i was telling like yeah you know when i when i pass away when i leave this earth i think the number one thing when somebody comes up and say what can you tell us about titans i want them to say he was the realest dude that I ever met in my life. <laughs> Man, this I, I is everybody to just unanimously say real. He was just real. He just kept it real. <laughs> Man, this is the real. It's like talking to my cousin. You saw my cousin. We talk about this all the time. And we just talk about nice stuff. You know, he I got a wife and kids. He got wife and kids. We just be talking smack. It, it's it is this has been very, very refreshing, especially after watching you play at Ohio State, you know, because the life on the field and the life of a of a fan are completely different. But when you know when you when all the pads come off and you know you leave the stadium or, or you know you turn the TV off, everybody are just it's just people when it comes down to it. And this has been refreshing just to hear you talk just plainly because I was at that game against the team up north when you intercepted the ball. I mean, I was shitting bricks in the stand. <laughs> I was at the game when you intercepted the ball against Alabama, uh, you know, right through the heart. <laughs> and I remember the uh, the documentary where you were talking about Cardell Jones. You're like, oh, now you want to study. I remember all that stuff. So- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you come in here. Every time I used to come in, you on that game. Now all of a sudden you want to get in there. You don't want to be on the game. Now, now if I say, let's go run some Call of Duty, you like, no, I got to watch film. Oh, really? <laughs> I remember that, man. I remember that. So it's, it's, this is this has been absolutely phenomenal it's just, just to kind of hear your story because most, most people who go to the league are your story, right? You know, the people who get a chance to play and be – you know, successful over the years, that's rare. But the people who, okay, I, I went to eight teams, I was at 10 teams, I was in the practice squad, I was going here. That's the real story for most individuals. And, you know, for you to come out and be able to tell that story and say, hey, I had some great experiences, I saw some great cities, and now, you know, I can I can, I can move forward. It, it's, it's, it's really, like I said, refreshing to uh, to hear that, you know, coming from... Yeah, and it was... Coming from it was... Uh... 
it was good. It, you know, it's funny you bring that up too, because I was like I said, I don't do I don't do a ton of reflecting back on what I've done. But like I said, I was talking to my I was actually talking to my agent, and I was like, I just wanted to tell him, like, you know, it's been a rough. Like I know it's had uh, we had a plan coming out of college. And it didn't go exactly according to plan, but I am truly grateful. Like, I'm thankful for everything that he's done, you know, like get me all those tryouts and get me on those teams because I started thinking like, man, I ended up getting the pension. Like I, 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 I ended up playing so many years. I think I got like four credited years and I ended up getting my NFL pension. And then I started thinking about some of my, my peers and my friends that I know who didn't get that. And it's like, Wow, like I'll be sitting here complaining about how or I'll be thinking about how like I didn't get to really truly shine. Like I didn't really get to show the world who I how good I could possibly be. But it's like I was so focused on that that I didn't realize real I didn't pay attention to all the things that I did accomplish. Like like I met some cool friends. Like I got some some of the people that I never thought I would meet in my life. Like I ended up meeting my idol, Cam Chancellor. I know not only did I meet Cam, I actually had to play with Cam. So it was like, man. So it was like it was like there's a lot of stuff that I really you know, now that I think back on it, it's like, man, I, I really am blessed and I need to be grateful for the opportunity that I had, even though it didn't go completely the way that I wanted it to. Right, right, right. And But, you, I mean, you did do some great things. You know, one of my mentors told me a long time ago, he said, Marlon, you don't lose, you either win or you learn. And um, so, you know, you it's, it's a lot of lessons in there. There's a lot of winning in there. So I, I, I just appreciate, you know, being able to uh, just be a part of that, even just being a fan, um, you know, even just, even when I was at Ohio State, I ran a little bit of track. I was like a walk on, then I ran for the. They had like a track, uh, like little track league, or like on the side of the track team. So to experience that, just a little bit of the sports side, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to keep up with that. Um, you know, in that process, and I just appreciate you, you know, taking your talents and you know deciding to come to Ohio State and you know, you know, giving everything you had, and that leads into. The topic tonight, and I only have two things to say about this because I'm, I'm guessing what you consider old school. I went to Ohio State in the '90s. I graduated from high school, so I was there from '95 <laughs> to 2000. But it's two things that I just I see. You know, when you were telling your story about red shirting and you know fighting your way to starting to making a plays to becoming a national champion, it's just a lot of young people today just. I'm just I'm just speaking because I have, you know, kids that are teenagers. I like don't want to work for it. And oh yeah. Yeah, that's exactly listen. I the, the number one problem with today's generation is they want they want the maximum reward, but want to put in the minimum work over. And, that, and that's exactly what that's problem. That's exactly what's going on with it. It's it's different times. It's like, man, like y'all don't understand. Like, like a, a lot of the stuff that we had to go through to even touch the field. Like, you just want somebody to just hand it to you. And it's like, it don't work like that. Like, you you got to literally, like, for me to become the start nickel at Ohio State, like, it was a point where they was like, Tyvus, you about to transfer. We about to get you to transfer up out of here. Like, they literally came to me and said, like, we, we have a meeting. And we, we think you might, it might be best for you to transfer. And I remember talking to my mentor about it, and I'm just like, like, no, I'm not. That's not. I came here to, like, I always wanted to come here, and I'm going to play. So I, I figured out what I needed to do. I went back to what I did to even get to Ohio State, and that was I started working out at 6 a.m. 
Um, I asked the strength coaches, yo, can I, after, after our meetings, after practice, can I get some more work in in his weight rooms? I'm going to, if it's, if it's, I'm not strong enough, then I need to just start lifting more. And then I started meeting with coaches. I started meeting with players. I'm like, yo, what are we watching on film? Like, what can I learn to get better on film? I started staying after practice, doing extra drills. Like, I started doing those things. And that's kind of what led me to getting on the field. And a lot of people don't know that. But it's like, like yeah, I had to do a lot of extra stuff because, to me, I had a dream. And I was going to make sure that that dream was going to happen. No matter what right. I had to do, no matter what obstacles I had to overcome, I was going to get on that field and play at Ohio State. And fortunately, it ended up working for me. Absolutely. And that's the thing, you know. And, and you know, I, I come from an era, I remember when it was like no internet. I mean, I know that's hard to say, but um, but the social, social media <laughs> shows people so much full success that they're like, I can do that. Right. And they come out of high school. They're like, I got all these skills. They recruited me and they get to college. And it's a completely different level. And they think because they got recruited that, it, OK, I'm supposed to be given. And either they transfer to a new school. Right. It, it could be the same thing. It's a new school, new environment, new coach, new players. You know, especially you go from like the north and coming to the south. This is a different environment. You go from the south to the north, different environment, different accent, different way of living. And it doesn't mean y'all not gonna get that on the on the uh, on the field, but they just gotta work. And a lot of kids are afraid of putting in the work. And I'm, I'm a track coach right now for my local high school, and I'm dealing with the same thing. They be like, you know, they they came to run on their toes. They be running heel toe. I'm like, you wanna you wanna run hundred? You can run hundred to the to the to the water the water boy. But anyway. <laughs> Um, I just want to put my two cents on that and, you know, just coming from a, a different era where you had to work for those things. And, you know, it's, it's just these young kids have to have to realize that and sometimes these coaches now they got to trade a little lighter. Right. Because now you can. Yeah. You can, you can get yeah. outcasted. Now you getting blasted and, you know, you you, you can't. Smack kids upside the head anymore. You- <laughs> yeah, nah, it, it's a totally different time. Totally different, totally I, tell, different, man. I tell you what, is is one quote that I do live by, and I I mm-hmm. think I think about this quote kind of daily now. And it's you know when people when people ask me, you know about my my career and about you know about football and how my football career went, and my number one response nowadays is you know success is 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 all in the effort. As long as you try, as long as I know that I tried my hardest, like I'm at peace knowing that you know that just God didn't have that for me, and like I'm cool with that. Like <laughs> like this, it is what it is. Like as long as I know I can look myself in the mirror at night and be like. When I was there, when I was in the NFL and I was playing, even when I went to the CFL, I literally did everything that I was supposed to do, and I left no stone left unturned. Now, if I just wasn't good enough, that's it. That's that is what it is. But at least I don't have to have any doubt in my mind that when I was there, that I tried my hardest. And I think that's why I'm at peace with my life right now. Hey man, that's dope, man. I do the same thing. I have my own business. And some weeks I'm like balling out of control. Next week I can't get anybody to sign up. But I, I, if I made the phone calls, if I got the people on the phone, I say, "Hey, here's what I have to offer you." And I did, I did, I put out all the stops, and they still didn't sign up. I I made the phone calls. I did what I'm supposed to do to to lead to the success. Maybe it doesn't happen this week. Maybe they're coming back three weeks from now, four weeks from now. But 
I, I agree with you on that point, man, is that as long as you put that in, that is still success. It doesn't have to be the money and the accolades, but this the success in the in the process. So but that's all I have, man. Hey, I appreciate time. This is listen, man. This is exciting. I'm like, but I'm so tired of oh, shoot, yeah. <laughs> keep doing it man i I appreciate you leaving this platform open you know just for me being a fan of you know first being a student being a student athlete and also being a fan of ohio state this is huge this is actually i I really enjoyed it so i'm 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 gonna be out um my my girls are at this big air trampoline park i gotta go pick them up but um (laughs) so i appreciate this man I'm, i'm i'm gonna be out here so somebody else can jump on the line all right, man. Thanks. Thank I you, bro. Appreciate you too. I, 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 know I, I know you'll be on the other ones. I, every time I go live, I, I like uh, I like people calling in to give their own perspective on shit and ask questions. So I appreciate yeah. you, Marlon. I'll be, I'll be on every one, man. I, I'm I'm a big supporter. So <laughs> where, wherever you take this thing, I, I, I'll be right there, man. So I, I appreciate this, and Tybus, uh, you appreciate everything you gave to the school and everything you continue to give, and just this 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 universe for what you continue to do. So I'm out. Thanks, bro. Well, Thanks, I don't know if anybody else wants to talk, but if anybody else wants to talk, they got to call in. But, uh, Tyvis, I guess one thing I want to ask you, Ohio State, Utah, Rose Bowl, what are your score predictions? <sighs> okay, so this is the thing with that. <laughs> this is the thing with that. Now, I will say the number one thing, you know, I think the watching this Buckeyes team this season, you know, it was a bunch of ups and downs. You know, they had to – it started off low – you know, then they ended up the best thing that I think happened to them this year was that they lost to Oregon because if for some odd reason it gave them a, it showed them that, you know, you just cause you Ohio state don't mean you can't get beat. You know, you got to put, the, you got to put the yep. work in. And I think, you know, them losing to Oregon was, it woke them up. It was a big wake up call. Cause to them, it was like, Oh man, like we really like everything we want. I mean, it still can be reached, you know, but we gotta, we can't have any more slip ups. So I think, Yep. Moving forward, we've seen a totally different Buckeye team. I mean, yeah, they struggled a little bit. Well, they didn't struggle, but it it just kind of looked kind of sloppy until they got into Big Ten play. And that's when it seemed like everything started clicking on all cylinders. Um, then you get to the last game of the season against the team up north, and it just seemed like, you know, all the little things that we were talking about to why they lost to Oregon, it kind of just came back. You know, there was loss of leverage. You know, was toughness was an issue, tackling, um, that type of stuff. So I think with that being said, I say all that to say, when they get to this Utah game, I think they all they're going to hear, because from, from the time they lost that game up until the time they kicked their ball off, the number one thing that they're going to hear about is people questioning if they're tough or not, if they're a physical team. And I think they're going to come out there and try to prove that off the rip, because Utah – is a physical team. I mean, they completely destroyed Oregon, who beat who beat Ohio State. So Twice. I think when I think the number one thing in their mind is, you know, we got to be physical. We got to out hit this team. So I'm interested to see if they come out and do that, which I believe they will because I know who their strength coach is. <laughs> the man's kind of the man is insane, and that's all he really mm-hmm. preaches toughness. So I think they definitely gonna come out there now. Score prediction. It kind of depends on who plays. I don't know if Garrett Wilson's playing. I don't know if Olave is playing. If they do play, I expect to see nothing less than 56 points. If they don't play, I expect to see around 35. I'll say I'll give them 35-17. All right. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 
lot of the same stuff, but I, I say the same thing regardless of if Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave sit out, I'm still giving us 50. I think the young guys are still going to come in and put up the numbers that, I mean, maybe not, but this is just me being a little uh, biased and uh, a little sarcastic. But, yeah, I say bucks by 50 regardless. So. <laughs> As you should. Yeah, I think I think I think we got a lot of a lot to be excited for next season, man. I mean, um, hopefully these players come out and play with. Um, I don't know how they're going to come out and play, considering they they a lot of them probably feel like they should be playing for a championship. But this is the next be- best thing outside of that. So, well, you you well, you know, it kind of reminds me. It gives me very similar vibes to the 2015 team. My last my last season there, when we lost to Michigan State, and we ended up playing Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. You know, it was it was such a it was a great team. You know, we all felt like obvious. It was obvious that we should have been playing in there for the national championship. I mean, we would we were supposed to defend yep. our national championship. I mean, all we talked about was going back to back, and to watch that dream crumble. I mean, we the thing about us is we responded the best way any team could respond. I mean, we lost to Michigan State, but we still had to play the team up north the next week. And I remember coming out there and we was like, somebody got to feel this pain that we're going through. Like, y'all going, unfortunately, it's y'all. So we went out there and we imposed our will on them. Then we get to the Fiesta Bowl. And obviously, we all like, we ain't supposed to be here either. We supposed to be in the National Championship. But we, it is what it is. Like, the thing about us is when, the, a scary thing about Ohio State is when, they, when they're pissed off, when you play a pissed off Ohio State team, things can get out of hand really quickly and i think that's kind of where I, i'm hoping that that's that's that uh statement still holds weight and i'm hoping that they they should be very pissed off that they got embarrassed the way they did and the way that they continue to get like like for, for cj to go to a heisman ceremony and get dog like that on stage like come on like I, he he mm-hmm. he got him <laughs> Then, then as a defense, all you hear is the OC talk about y'all was soft and this, and that, and this. So it's like I think they got a lot to prove, and I think the best way to prove it is to go out there and, and go against a Utah team who everybody says is a, a very physical team, and and they run the ball very well. So I mean, you got your chance to prove that you can fix your defense for next year and give us some excitement for next year. I think, I think that's what this game is about showing all the fans, putting us at ease for next season. And because if we, if they go out there and dominate this Utah team, we'll be like, Oh, okay. They, they, they got a fix, you know, they'll next season. It should be a good season. But if they go out there and it looks very team up Northish, you know, we'll be kind of worried going into the off season. That's true. I mean, hopefully we, like you said, we win this game and we ride the momentum into the next season. Um, one more thing I want to ask you, then we can, we can uh, end it. But uh, what did you think about the Heisman ceremony with the whole stuff that they were like doing the CJ Stroud? You like, I, I posted about that. And a lot of people are like, Oh, you're just soft. I'm like, I don't think that was the moment for Desmond Howard to say that stupid shit. You know, I feel like that was like, I don't, I don't want to say <laughs> like it's a soft thing for us to bitch about, but I feel like you don't say that shit. Nobody thought that was funny except for him. No, I mean, it was it was definitely disrespectful, but you got to I mean, this is the thing. Like now that I'm older, you got to put yourself in in his shoes. Now He's been getting criticized for the past 10 years about how his team is not good and all that. So for him, he's got to he's going to throw a jab in there. Like, I mean, for him, it's just poking fun. Like, this is the first time in 10 years that he's able to to even gloat about something. So I think was it the right time for him to do it? Absolutely not. But I mean, like I say, 
He, they all earned the right to do it. it that whole state earned the right to, to gloat and do everything they did. I mean, they won that game fair and square, and it is what it is. So, I mean, that, that, that's what it's going to be until they change the narrative. Like I say, for them, if anything, it should inspire this Ohio State team to never let it happen again because you see how they act when they do it. So, like, you, you, if you don't want to go through this again, then you better not. You better fix it for next year. And I think, I think I'm glad he did it. I'm glad because now he got now y'all see truly who he is and what they and what they stand for up there. And now you better never let it happen again. Yeah, hopefully C.J. Stroud is sitting there thinking about that shit next season. Every single game that he plays, like, all right. Like waiting, waiting to get to that game to show show everybody um, that he remembers what Desmond Howard said. <laughs> so, all right, bro. Well, I want to let you know that I do appreciate you, bro. Um, I reached out to a lot of guys tonight to try to get them to do this with me. Um, you replied, bro. You replied quick as hell. So I do appreciate you a lot. Um, but I do hope that you do keep this app and you can join in on some of my future calls. Because like I said, I try to do weekly episodes. Well, I do weekly episodes regardless, but I try to get a former guy on here. So a lot of them might be a lot of your former teammates that I get on here. So I'd love for you to, if you have time, when I go live, sometimes hop on, give it a listen, maybe call in, chat with us a little bit. So I do hope you keep the app for that, for that reason, man. I definitely will. I definitely uh, look forward to seeing some, seeing who you get on next. Uh, if it, if it's Trav, I'm definitely might have to hop in to see what Trav got going on. <laughs> Man, we're definitely gonna get it. I'm. Gonna, I got like a bunch of former guys. Like I got Kenny G. Kenny G said he'll make some time one night to get out. Mm, here. Um, that's a good one. man. I got a lot. Even freaking um, what's his name? Oh man, I got a lot, man. I can't even think of all of them right now. But um, a lot of guys that have have agreed to get on here with me. We just got to make time and uh, plans for it. So yeah, I do. Hopefully. Hope that I see you on here again to uh, chat with us. Will do. Thank you for allowing me to come on here. I really appreciate it. No, man, I appreciate it, too. I mean, it, it was fun, man. I love when I could uh, get on here and we could just have, like, a free speak. And, like, shit, I didn't even write any notes, man. I don't even know, like, all about this podcast stuff. All this stuff is just free flow, man. <laughs> what are you doing? It's actually really good. It's good vibes, man. It's nice, laid back. You know, I can... I can. I mean, I'm gonna be myself regardless. This is the only person I know how to be. <laughs> it was just good. I, I felt like it was. It felt prepared. I, I was just good. Uh, great, honest conversation. No man, I appreciate it. But I'm gonna get off here. I'm gonna watch this Jake Paul fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to go on that note. <laughs> hey man, I'm more excited to see the old heads, the freaking uh, Darren Williams and Frank Gore fight. So. <laughs> All right. Have a good. All right, one. man. I appreciate you. Have a good night, bro. Thank you, too. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.